welcome to our Creole Collective podcast. I'm so excited to jump back into this thing, Mike. What are you, what are you thinking, bro? Dude, it's always good to be with you, Jeff. Always yeah. a good time. Love hanging out, talking to you, even if it's just us two rapping about sports. Yeah, man. We got a lot to talk about this fall with especially your team, bro. The Phillies, the Eagles, holy cow. They're kicking butt. I'm afraid, man. I'm afraid to talk about it because then the tides turn quick as soon as you get excited. Uh, You know, we'll just see where it goes. It's better just not to talk about. (laughs) So for those of you you listening, Mike visited Minnesota last two weeks ago, two weeks ago, and uh, hooked me up with some Philly swag. So I think like, you know, every podcast starts off on people just kind of whatever chewing on. Dude, I got I, I got there, Jeff. I when when I arrived at the airport in Minneapolis, I'm I'm renting a vehicle, and I got my Eagles hat on, and it was right after the Eagles beat the Vikings. So so this guy that is renting me my car, he's like, I'm gonna give you the dirtiest car we have. You come into Minnesota wearing that Eagles hat, like, <laughs> and then we and then we broke your car when we took you on the gravel roads in Minnesota. <laughs> Wasn't it like your that's warning right. light? Your warning light came on when we were going on the back roads and like. That's because that's because you were doing like eighty down these dirt roads. I'm just trying <laughs> to keep up with you. It's we, like warning lights going on. The trunk opens. I'm like, what, what are you doing to me, Jeff? <laughs> we had to get to the vineyard, man. We had some wine to drink, so I was. <laughs> I needed to get there. <laughs> that's true. Oh my goodness! That was a cool uh, spot too. It was a great spot. It was an amazing time for the yeah for anybody listening and, and you know people who know Creo know us but we do these two day times where two day conferences we only say conference because that kind of way too corporate sounding but there's two days where we get together and hang out and have a lot of food and laughs and get around to the breweries and vineyards and just have some great Jesus centered discussions and it was just amazing so keep your eyes open for a two day coming your way right Mike yeah man. Yep, we we are working on one for LA area probably March ish. Get the Creo vacation coming up first. It's going to be mm-hmm. in February, beginning of February. We should have a lot of details out about that soon. But yeah, two days and vacations and online trainings and cohorts. Yeah. Lots of ways yeah. to connect with us. Tons. Yeah, yeah. yeah CreoCollective.org backslash create is probably going to be the easiest way to see a bunch of stuff in one spot. And you can just go to our website to creolecollective.org. But today, Mike, I'm, I'm excited. This is kind of the beginning of a journey between us. We're going to try to keep this to 29 minutes so people can fit this in their uh, lunch hour or lunch half an hour for our Bible co-op people working, living, living out the mission of Jesus. So I'm, I'm excited to share a couple stories. So when we're going to start out these one another podcast we're going to walk to the one another's and we're just going to talk about how this is really not at least my angle it's not really possible to do these things in a typical traditional church context unless you have a different environment outside of that traditional you know sit down in a pew stare at each other's backs of their heads you know um Mm -hmm. so we're gonna we're gonna get a little racy maybe a little i'll be the controversial one mike will calm us down um but uh (laughs) Uh, but we're going to talk. It's usually, I'm I'm usually not known as the one that isn't controversial. But yeah. I'll take it, man. Yeah. 
This is going to be happy to be the. <laughs> I'm <laughs> happy be to be like the the good cop. <laughs> yep, yep. You're gonna have to keep me keep me honest, bro. So we're doing the one another's, and then Mike. First of all, every time we get on here, we're gonna talk about just a story that you've seen in your life over the past week that really just has captured you know your imagination or just brought you joy. Just kind of do some self reflection. So, Mike, is there a story? just like a Jesus story in your week that where you see people living out the missional way of life with each other or, or even in your family, where you guys work, where you live, where you play, any, any story at all, bro, you got this week or is there something? Yeah, man. Um, one of our <laughs> micro church leaders, we were talking and he, um, you know, he was talking about some of the families that are part of his community and, I asked him what he was up to over the weekend, and he said that he was headed in the direction of one of his families that moved. And this couple that moved, their their marriage was really um, on the hot seat. And it was on the hot seat because the husband came back from being uh, in the military and got addicted to some pain pills. and. Mm got in a spot where um, it was, it was really creating problems in, in, in the marriage because of his addiction that he had going on. And it, it was this microchurch leader and his family and the rest of the community actually came around this husband and wife. And I think if it wasn't for them, um, either the marriage wouldn't have survived. Maybe the, maybe the husband wouldn't have survived, but, they made it and they're mm. in, actually in a great place. They moved, they opened up a wrestling academy and are now using, using that wrestling academy as a place of mission. They're mm-hmm. uh, talking about their faith. They're running um, church gatherings out of the wrestling academy. Um, but they, they asked this micro church leader that had mentored them. And I'm pretty sure they wrote, uh, they wrote them into their will. If we die, our kids will go with you. Wow. Like pretty crazy, man. Wow. Um, but they asked this couple to come, uh, come over to their place and baptize their boys in the Creek. Mm. And it just, uh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful stuff, man. Cause I think sometimes when we talk about life, faith, mission, people almost think like, how do I run a small group meeting that's evangelistic? And they, they don't really picture families that live this deeper life journey together to yeah. the degree that I just described, you know? Yeah. That's amazing, bro. That's amazing. I love that. I just wrote down the wrestling, you know, kind of community. My son's a big time WWE fan. <laughs> Who knows where this could go. could be like the next WWE, like, you know, worldwide famous wrestler coming out of this little community <laughs> because of the grace and we just we just well this guy was like a this guy was like a state like a state champion wrestler like really fantastic wrestler and it's funny you say wwe one of our micro churches we have halloween coming up they uh, a couple years ago because they convert their their yard into a theme every halloween and nice. they did wwe a couple years ago and they actually built a, a whole wrestling ring in their backyard. Uh-huh. And everybody was dressed up like different WWE characters. 
and the whole neighborhood was drawn to yeah. it. It was crazy. Oh, man. My Silas would love that. He's all about, you know, he wanted to play that wrestling game with you, and he still brings it up. Like, I didn't get to play my wrestling game with Mike. <laughs> so we gotta, that's a good I, idea. I got to come our... back just for that, man. You better. Got to make better. that trip just for that. Yeah. Yep. And we need to set up the ring for Halloween in our yard. And <laughs> Hey, real quick before we jump into the one another um, that we're talking about today. So those of you listening, we're going to share a couple stories just in our lives. And then we'll be jumping into um, these uh, one another's that Jesus and the apostles gave us to kind of carry out. Uh, but real quick, um, Denise and Gus, you met them at that weekend in Minnesota. But real, real fast story. Uh, we had breakfast with them. So my memory, my, you know, the thing I go back on in the week is we had breakfast at a little cafe in our hometown. And they, they brought these sweatshirts that said King and Queen on them. Like for whatever reason, they found these sweatshirts and it said King. And then Denise said Queen. So Gus and Denise were sitting down and like, guys, this is a prophetic thing. You literally are a king and a queen. You guys are royalty. And Jesus just has such a vision and a, you know, a, a journey for you. You're going to be just, you know, you know, living out this life of righteousness and, and justice. And you're going to like, people are already like coming around them and they're impacting their workplace, their relationships, their families down in Mexico. They've been up on a TN visa program. Like I told you, um, but it's just, an, it was an amazing conversation and they're just like all abuzz with, you know, how do we do this differently? How do we do church differently? Um, she comes from a real strong traditional background in Mexico and she's just in tears talking about how she just wants people to understand the heart of Jesus around her. And she's just wanting to host gatherings and host parties. And we went hiking at our little mountainside, small, small little hill in Minnesota. There's no mountains here. Um, we did a hike together and uh, we had a picnic with the Lord's Supper together. Um, that's I was going to say, when you said, when you said mountainside, I'm like, I remember driving <laughs> yeah. a few hours yeah. to your place no, and no. all I saw was flat land. Yeah. It was a glorious hill, a glorious hill. But after we did the Lord's, <laughs> after we, after we did the Lord's Supper, she just kept on going on. Like, this is it. Like people need to be in each other's lives and, you know, sit and trust people and be honest about things and. She's just, her and Gus are just fired up. And so it was a really cool moment with our families just sitting around the picnic table. Sit around the picnic table, share hearts, eat food, hike, speed bumps. Mm -hmm. Sounds amazing. And we had pastrami and and wine for our Lord's Supper. And we we had, my wife made some homemade bread. So we had little pastrami sandwiches and wine. It was was amazing. (laughs) Speaking of Jesus, bro, yeah, it was amazing. Let's jump in. Mark 950. I'm just going to read this for those of you guys that are listening that maybe are driving. But Jesus says a couple different one another is encouraging us to do these things with each other. But here's what he says um, in Mark. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it'd be better for him if a great millstone were hung around his neck and thrown into the sea. If your hand caused you to sin, cut it off. It's better for you to enter life crippled than two hands go to hell to the unquenchable fire. If your foot caused you to sin, cut it off. It's better for you to enter life lame than with two feet to be thrown into hell. If your eye caused you to sin, tear it out. It's better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than with two eyes to be thrown into hell. Where the worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. For everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good, but if the salt has lost its saltiness, how will you make it salty again? Have salt in yourselves and be at peace with one another. So we're going to kind of focus in on that last phrase, right, bro? Have salt in yourselves, but be at 
peace with one another. So just jumping right in, bro, talking about being at peace with each other. And you can, you know, research all this, you know, all you want, whereas, you know, for our listening audience. Um, talk about that a little bit. What what have you seen in your life, Mike, where people literally are like, you know, being purified by the Lord, kind of that salt process, and then practicing, what does it look like to be at peace with each other, to really live at peace? I mean, how have you seen that happen around you? Yeah, yeah. Whenever, whenever you just read that, and it was pretty extreme, man, like cut off your arm, like losing your saltiness, you've lost all your flavor, like that language is really extreme. And then right afterwards, get along. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's almost like this, uh, what makes a Christian community actually a repellent to a group of people causing people to want to get away and avoid. And I think it's bickering and, and the hatefulness or the grudge holding or the yeah. scorekeeping. That's the type of yeah. thing that people are like, I don't want to be a part of that yeah. nasty group of people. Just performance based. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. And so I, I think uh, they'll know that you're my disciples by your love for one another. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, the love, the unity, the forgiveness, 70 times seven, the love covers a multitude of sins, love overlooks an offense, all that kind of language. So, you know, um, one of one of my favorite things to say is that we love Jesus as much as we love the person we love the least. There you go. Yeah. Jesus said, whatever you've done to the least of these, you do to mm-hmm. me. And so I, I think it's a question of like, all right, um, we tend to have this, idea of I'm right, they're wrong. I got to fight for, for being right. I got to fight my argument. I got to win. Yeah. And I think there's this ab- ability to turn around, even with people that have hurt us mm-hmm. and to be a peacemaker, to be a peacemaker, to love our enemies. And we were talking about this one night with, with the people that were in my living room and one of the girls, her husband left her to live a very promiscuous lifestyle. And he mm-hmm. was, um, he was DJing at a, at a gay bar that night when she was sharing with us about his leaving her. And she's with, he's with multiple men and living kind of a wild life and all that. And she's like, yeah, you know, I, I got bitterness, but I need to make peace. I need to be forgiving. Mm-hmm. We're like, okay, what do you want to do? And one of the girls said, what do you want to do? And she said, I, I think, I think I need to show them love. And one of the other girls is like, um, how do you want to do that? And she's like, I don't know. She's like, well, where is he? And she said, well, he's at the gay bar. And one of the other girls is like, I'll go with you. And the two of them left my living room. They went to the gay bar and she, you know, goes over and sits and orders a drink and leaves him a ridiculous tip and compliments him on being a good father, saying, like, I really think you care about the girls and all that. And, man, I got to tell you, like, that picture, that example of I'm going to bless, tip well, and compliment someone who has deeply hurt me. And in that, mm-hmm. like, be a, pe- be a peacemaker is so countercultural 
it's such a countercultural breath of fresh air mm-hmm. that it's that mm-hmm. type of activity that causes people to go, dude, tell me about the hope that lies within you. Mm-hmm. Cause it's just different, man. Like people yeah. don't do that. That's, that's incredible. I, when you were talking about the, the gal there that, yeah, that yeah, I just need to love, love him. I'm like, where does that come from? And I just wrote down here must've been, I mean, surely she must've been deeply impacted by the heart of Jesus. You know, that's just gospel stuff there. He goes to our turf. He blesses us. You know, he he reaches out to us. We He doesn't wait for us to reach out to him. You know, she's like, I'm going there, you know, and I'm going to bless him. That's, that's amazing. It truly is. I think about that that salt too in that passage, um, like just being purified by the heart of Jesus. So, so that doesn't come from our natural flesh, right? That's got to be like, just time with Jesus, you know, exploring the heart of Jesus, letting the heart of Jesus impact your heart deeply. Um, you know, I think I think about like countless people who kind of similar scenarios, maybe not quite that extreme, but just have to make a choice. Like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let the heart of Jesus that's merciful, um, gracious, first of all, impact my heart. So to purify my own heart. Um, and that's a, I think last week we talked about that's a lifelong process, right? to let him purify us. But if we're in Jesus's presence, so I, we do that. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, man. No, I, I think it's a, a abandoning the whole right and wrong. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm the right one. They're the wrong one in favor of being a peacemaker. Mm-hmm. That if, if, if you think about it, Jesus came as, as the Prince of peace and mm-hmm. in doing so he, Jesus was the right one. He was the righteous one. He was Mm -hmm. the sinless one. And yet he became sin Mm -hmm. to make peace with mankind. Mm -hmm. And yet our, our determination to have to be right. Where does that come from, man? Yeah. It's, it's pride. It's arrogance. It's ego. And so the, the ability to go, um, no, you know what? My wife or my husband is wrong. I'm right. I'm right. And I need to, they need to know that I'm right. And you go, what's it matter? Why don't you just choose to be the wrong one to be sin on their behalf so that you can make peace with the one that you love? Because you know what's more important than being right? (laughs) It's being loving. It's being a peacemaker. You don't have to demand that you're right. Mm -hmm. There's there's something good about being a peacemaker. And Isn't that true about all culture right now? Like the divisions that we have, like not just in marriages and families, but the divisions in our culture, all the... Everything, you know, we're divided all over the place. Those divisions are really just a lack of our peace. And if we can accept this, this Mm -hmm. offer of Jesus really to purify our hearts and cause us to be more gracious and merciful, then, then we can truly be at peace with each other. Right. But is this the, you know, I think about our history too, like even our nation's history, we come in and conquer the land because European settlers are the most important people in the world. Right. (laughs) And we come in and just like Mm. brutally conquer the land. And, um, you know, it's really our pride. When, when, is our... The, when is the last time you heard a politician say, you know what, what that guy said about me on his commercial was right. I totally screwed up with this decision <laughs> that I made. And I just want to confess that, listen, I've made a few adjustments. He's actually got some good ideas, but mm-hmm. I, I think I got some good ones too. And I think you should really consider me as a candidate. You don't hear that, man. It's just all... I am 100% right. That dude is a moron. Everything he says is garbage. 
He's yeah. basically Satan. Yeah. yeah. That's our culture, man. Just yeah. finger pointing. And not, it's that, it's the yeah. opposite of peacemaking. That guy's the biggest shithead you'll ever meet. Stay away from him and his family. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, whoa, we're taking the gloves off. Yeah, no, I, I just, you know, I think about what Jesus meant there a little bit. Um, that's the way of peace, I think, when the Lord burns away our jealousy and greed and helps me, helps me to be grateful, you know, for what I have. Then I don't have to desire you know, what's rightly mine or my rights. Um, and I don't resent you for having things. I, I can truly rejoice in you too and what you have and be at peace with you. So I think that posture of gratefulness, let's, let's just chat about that for a couple more minutes here at the tail end. What could someone do, Mike, in your, I don't know, in your practices or how you practice as a microchurch network, but a daily personal practice, someone could just get um, just more like this heart of Jesus so that they could be more at peace with each other. What, what could they start doing? Yeah, that's, that's a good question, Jeff. I, I think a regular practice or rhythm of confession um, with other people and, you know, ourselves with God, like a, a realization of our own brokenness. I, yeah. You just see a pattern, um, man. There's a pattern in John the Baptist and Paul, like chief of sinners. I think mm-hmm. of understanding a realization of the one who is forgiven much forgives much. Yeah, that's good. And and when we when we see how freed and forgiven we are, and get very, uh, I think, honest about our own brokenness, we lose interest in mm-hmm. keeping score with yeah. other people. Yeah. It's like, I've That's been good. forgiven too much. I just can't hold on to that crap with other mm-hmm. people. Yeah. I, love, I, I think we're not honest with ourselves though. Right. Yeah. I love the, I love the, uh, yeah. If, we, if we're honest with ourselves in community, I mean, you can BS yourself all day long, but you can't BS your neighbor or your wife or the people in your community that know you the best. So that confession piece is for your that. kids. Yeah. You cannot BS your kids. <laughs> Um, I wrote down uh, the Ignatian exercises or like prayer exercises from some of our church history folks um, that have done different exercises that we could glean from. And I'm practicing the Ignatian examine with some friends right now. And it's just, it's a really good self inventory. Just it's scary. It's scary to go deep in there, but it's a really good self inventory. Like you said, just to be grateful and appreciate what you have. And and you can start to rejoice in what other people um, are, are in have or what they're up to or, even the sin in their life, you can be a ton more gracious because you're working on the sin in your own heart. You know, the stuff that you're not quite as proud of too. Um, Hey, one more minute here. Let's uh, tell folks how we can like connect. You want to tell them? Yeah. I mean, if, if you go onto our website, which Jeff already referenced Creo Collective, um, if, if you hop on to our Facebook, we have a Creo Collective discussion group you can jump in on where we post all kinds of stuff about upcoming uh, Creo calls. I, I think our um, we do webinars every other week. Yeah. That one coming up next week, myself and Alex Absalom are talking about how to be spirit-led on mission without mm-hmm. getting too weird and mm-hmm. scaring people. Yeah. So I, I think that'll be – Alex is amazing. We'll mm-hmm. be on that next week. Uh, we do great. calls every other week after that, which we just kind of process the content of the mm-hmm. webinars. So yep. 
Yeah, there's yeah. a number of ways to connect. We'd love to to hear from you. Yeah, the website again, creolecollective.org backslash create. It'll have all the buttons for all the stuff. And we would love to connect. Or like Mike said, our handles for Facebook and Instagram are at Collective Creo. So it's kind of backwards, but it's at so rate review subscribe our podcast we're excited next time mike we're going to talk about washing each other's feet this one another that jesus laid out that's quite awkward to scrub on each other's nasty toes <laughs> yeah yeah you kept you kept wanting to do that when i was up at your place um yeah if you guys <laughs> could definitely go to go to our website and push our buttons because we love when people push our buttons be great Joining us, guys. Have a great day.